I love Burn the Haystack because I'm a deep thinker and I like to challenge old traditions to make way for a brighter future. That's also why I chose to get my degree from Avondale University College. With a thriving community of believers, I was able to kickstart my career and grow my faith at the same time. Business, arts, teaching, nursing or ministry. Called to make a difference? Called to be at Avondale. Welcome back to Burn the Haystack with Josh and Jesse. I'm Jesse. And I'm Josh. And this is a show all about saving the best and burning the rest. Absolutely. And again, we are not alone today. Everybody, wherever you're listening to this, in the car, at the gym, you've got to say out loud and start waving hands. Say hello to Tim and Sam. Welcome, our friends. <laughs> maybe don't maybe don't wave your hands if you're in the car. You might you might get into a car accident, but if if not, then yes. I don't want to diminish the welcome though. Like I oh, want okay. I want Tim and Sam to feel welcome because they are so welcome on Burn the Haystack. So. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, guys. I didn't mean to diminish your welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome, woo! It's great to have you both. It feels, it feels, it feels like a pity wave now. That's all it feels <laughs> it like. Hey, thanks for having us, guys. Here. We're excited to be here. This is Tim. I'm Sam, and we're Tim and Sam, and we're glad to be here. We sound like we're a band, Tim. I'm Tim. I'm Sam. And this we can, Tim, we can and make Sam, a band. It's it's Tim and Sam, Sam and Tim, because right. we weren't sure who should get top billing. So mm, you got top billing? So you did. So you did. Yeah. So yeah, yeah we weren't sure who should, <laughs> but I gave it to myself. I figured that was easier that way. Then Sam didn't have to make the decision. So you or kind of you got could... both the front and the end because it's Tim and Sam, Sam and Tim. So it finishes and ends with Tim. I mean, what a peacemaker. Joshua, you're a peacemaker. I can see that. <laughs> I try. You're, you see how you mediated that conflict immediately? That was <laughs> He didn't. He just told me that I'm on the front and the back, that I'm covering the whole thing, that He's, I'm actually transcendent, and yeah. your name is just squashed in the middle, like the middle part of an Oreo. <laughs> That's true, Josh. You're terrible. You're a terrible mediator. <laughs> but, Tim, no, guys, Tim what's the, the best part of a sandwich? Come on. It's not the bread. <laughs> it's everything in between, right? Mm. And what oh, is an okay, Oreo that is good. without that the cream good. in the middle other than just a mediocre chocolate biscuit? But with the cream, that's what makes it an Oreo. <laughs> I would, I could see more people it. eating like now, just the cream on its own rather than just the chocolate biscuit, right? Now Definitely. who's doing the pity? Now who's doing the pity, Josh? <laughs> yeah, that's pan. That's pandering. That's all that is, right there. Mm-hmm. That's pandering. But thank you. We appreciate it. <laughs> okay. Well, everybody, if you haven't listened to it, uh, this podcast is called um, Tim and Sam, and it is a great podcast to listen to, done by. Tim Gillespie and Sam Lenore. So we've had Tim Gillespie on the show before for two episodes, but Sam, you are brand new to Burn the Haystack, so welcome, particularly to Sam, to the Burn the Haystack family, community, I don't know what we are, whatever particularly, we are. Tim's like, yeah, uh, cool, good good to see you again. Tim, Sam's just like, welcome, welcome. We're throwing our hey. gates open for you. Well, it's, it's very good to be with you. I actually did not know that Tim had been with you before. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, wow. so we're currently, what, what is it? What did we say? This is episode 125. 125. 125. Tim was with us back. He came into two episodes with us like episode 
Oh, it was I, early. 30? It was, episode 30, I think. I it was 30 and 31. I'm going to check. It was in the first 50 episodes, Josh. I think Josh, wow. I think Josh messaged him and Tim was just like, oh, these young whippersnappers, they're doing a <laughs> podcast. I'll, 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 I'll help them out, you know. I'll help them out. I'll, I'll give them some free publicity. So, and the rest <laughs> is history. <laughs> well, uh, <clears throat> I'm not offended at all that I never got an invitation to be on your podcast um oh, wait i think did you i think you invited me to podcast number two. Oh, maybe Tim, did you hear me did you hear me tim <laughs> he loves it when i do this when i when i go first <laughs> what <laughs> sorry i wasn't listening <laughs> i didn't even pay attention <gasps> sorry tim was with us episode 24 your, and your 25. program well yeah we've got it got it okay <laughs> i wanted to have you on the episode on the show for ages but uh it just so happened hard, that you I'm guys started to a podcast together, and yeah. Uh, yeah. now, now we have you both, which is great. Yeah, so <laughs> it'll be <laughs> okay. So, gosh. <laughs> anyway, and for those just tuning in, I mean, prior to us hitting record, we had about forty minutes of banter between it's... Tim and mostly, uh, mostly Tim battering Sam, <laughs> abusing me, abuse. <laughs> no, That's what you meant? It's uh, it's all good fun, right? <laughs> No, sorry. That listen. That was, this was my fault because my uh, apparently I've got a lot of people on the internet in my house, and I apologize for that. So I've been kind of breaking in and out. So, well, um, whatever Sam said, um, I fully agree with. I, mm. I appreciate whatever it is that he said so far in the podcast that I haven't heard. Um, I so yeah, let's go, let's go. I, I said you're a, a mean, mean spirited, <laughs> bad person. That this relation, like, yeah, that's, I said all kinds of things about you, Tim. You still can't hear me, can you? He, I think that's he's awesome. breaking out again. I think this is awesome. This I'm just going to speak freely. <laughs> Gosh, the re the revenge of Sam Lenore finally. <laughs> this this is this is wonderful. Tim Gillespie is so cheap. He can't pay. He doesn't pay for a higher bandwidth uh, or. For his for his family, which is why this podcast is now compromised. Yeah, yeah. Um, cheapskate. Come meanwhile, on, meanwhile. Listen, I've I have lots of children. I have so many children in my house that two. all are 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 learning on the internet. Like everything is done on the internet. Like they do at nine p.m. at night. They're they're in school at nine p.m. They're learning. Yeah, no, they are definitely playing video games at nine p.m. at night. But I'm trying to get them. <laughs> <laughs> they're learning they're learning and it's hand true we just had 45 minutes of of no no issues it's true it is true it <laughs> is literally i'm pretty sure zoom cannot perform on on cue it's yeah it's a little bit it's a little bit tragic um mm. but no that's okay we'll, we'll we'll push through it we we um we love you guys uh podcast i do want to ask you quickly before we get into sort of our topic quote unquote for today um when did when did you start uh, having the idea for for the podcast? Um, you pulled the trigger early this year, so you, you're definitely into it. You know, you're you're getting into it. But when did you first have the the idea for getting into a podcast, and what was that like? So we we first did a podcast in t what two thousand seven two thousand eight. Sam, was it that early? It was that early. And by the oh. way, I be meaning to tell you, I found them. <gasps> Oh, dude, we got to release yeah. those. We thought, are we they thought ridiculous? They They're pretty ridiculous. <laughs> the got, lost tapes. I found, I found the lost tapes. Are they literally <laughs> tapes? No, no. They're, hey, 
Easy. <laughs> Easy, young man. <laughs> Hey, wow, disrespect. I know Tim, Tim looks 70, but he's really not that old. <laughs> okay, I'm is sorry. There, or is that, are we doing that? We're doing it because I thought we had gotten that all out before we actually pushed record. Right, right. But we're doing that. Because if we're going to do I retract that. my statement. I retract my statement. <laughs> again, again, I, I rate my age by how much younger I am than you, which is significantly. <laughs> significantly. I'm not going to delve into um, what significantly means, but no, continue. Anyway, tell, tell us. So two, 2007 or eight, we, uh, Tim and I would hang out at a Denny's. You know what a Denny's is? You have that down in uh, your world? It's like, other half well, it's like a Wendy's? Of, we have a couple of Denny's, I think, in Auckland. Ah, okay. Maybe even yeah, one. That, yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's yes. like a diner. It's yeah. like a diner. Okay. We had, we had really young children, so, you know, we couldn't leave the house until... Uh, way into bedtime, bed way past bedtime. So we'd get together at 10, 11 p.m. at Denny's, drink cheap coffee and talk. And one day we said, hey, we're just gonna start recording these conversations. Um, and that went, that was so hugely successful. It, it was so <laughs> massive. Mm. I mean, they made a movie, like, didn't, didn't we? <laughs> There was Did like they a, make a movie? I thought there was. There was like a movie. It was, yeah. It was kind of like it was on the Hallmark Channel. It was, you know, it was an after-school special yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah. you know, it was Oxygen Channel. I think Brad. Yeah, I think Brad like Pitt. I think Brad Pitt played me. I ah, think. Hey, that, oh, yeah. oh, was, most definitely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and was it Gilbert Gottfried who played you? Was that who that, that was? <laughs> So no, we did like three. No, Mr. Mr. Burns from The Simpsons played you. <laughs> I like the way you picked up your glass after you said that. Like, <laughs> by, by the way, Sam, I'm gonna cool I don't know my, if Sam my throat down this. after a burn like that. Yeah, it's Sam. <laughs> so, by the way, do you do you know Sam that this is actually on video? Like they actually post the video. Like we've oh, not been able to figure out how that, to yeah. do. Sorry, this, sorry. So this is going on YouTube. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, yeah. Man. And I would say to all our podcasts, people. I know most of our audience just listen, but I know some watch the videos. And if you do, if you do just listen, make sure you take time to watch just a little bit of this video at least, just to see Sam's setup. It looks yep. so yep. good, so oh. good. Thank you. So I mean, the much. setup does. He does, he he gets in the way you, of it. But I think what you mean the, to say is that my skin, my my hair, the camera captures it perfectly. I, th I think that's yeah. what you mean. Sam, is that what you hear? Is that what you hear when someone gives you a compliment? All those extras that no one actually says, but you hear that in your head and in your heart. Well, is that how? Is that why you, you are you so would, positive you all the time? Me, you you would see it as me being so you know. Sam centric, but I think of it as just being positive, Tim. Uh, is that <laughs> it's a is a skill that I'm sure you were never taught to develop. Oh, so now you're talking about my parents. Wow. <laughs> so 2008, right? Yeah, yeah. So, let's go back to Danny. Yeah. So we did. Yeah, <laughs> we did like we did like three of them. I think we posted them. Nobody ever watched them. I, I never heard them. I don't think anyone ever heard them. And then we stopped because we didn't um, understand what we were doing. So earlier this year, we thought, hey. Um, this is a good time since we're all quarantining and we're all here at home. Maybe, maybe, and really the thought behind our, and Sam, I'm sorry if I'm talking too much, feel free to jump oh, go, in. Go, but, um, go. But the, really the thought was we enjoy talking to each other. Maybe other people will enjoy listening to us, which I understand the wild arrogance that is <laughs> underpinning that premise. Why would any, my wife doesn't even want to listen to what I say, but um, 
oddly, people seem to tune in and, and take a listen. And we're, we're just so appreciative of our dear, dear listener, as Sam says. That's mm. our fans. Our, we call our fans the dear listeners. Because, mm. you know, you got you to add the name for your, for your followers. And that's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it yeah. is true. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, I, uh, so, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's kind of podcasting 101, though. It's like a couple of people have an interesting conversation and it's like, well, everyone should hear this, right? That's... Hey, hey, man, we came up with that idea ourselves, man. Okay. Don't, don't take it away from us. We thought we were genius. I also believe that you are the only podcast that ever started during uh, quarantine. So it's a congratulations on that one as well. Well, yeah, there's clearly nobody else with nothing to do. Yeah, yeah, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Man, no, but I, I've really enjoyed your guys' podcast. I started listening to the the first few, and then um, I think I, I think I had a um, there was a bit of a gap in the middle where I uh, I lost a little bit of time because you were just pumping them out that quickly. I just couldn't keep up with all of the incredible content. But um, in particularly as a I think I think as pastors, we all kind of really loved the um, the preaching series that you guys did. Um, it was a lot, a lot of really, really great stories. Um, I love, I love Sam's stories in there. Um, and uh, I, there was that one story that you told. I'm just trying to think of it. Was it you were preaching, and then there was, it was like a cat or a dog, ju- like burst into your congregation while you're preaching. I can't remember what was. I just remember Fell laughing from a lot. Rafters. Yeah. What? Ha- tell. Okay, you got You got to tell us the story. It's not a long no, story. Man, it's super short. Yeah, yeah. I was just in the middle of a sermon, and a and a cat. It, it was in a it was in a in a in a church outside in a developing country. Let's put it that way. And um, a cat fell from from the rafters onto the podium where I was where I was preaching. <laughs> just landed on it, and uh, yeah, and uh, the audience tried to, you know, to remain composed and. <laughs> Looked like they were being respectful in, in their church, a divine service, but it was unbelievable. What do you do in that situation? <laughs> just, <laughs> I, la- I laughed for a few minutes and then I just kept going. Uh, yeah. Did it leave or did it just kind of like yeah. just perch well, there and go to sleep? Or? It landed on the pulpit, jumped off of it and just ran off. Huh. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Classic cat, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that's, yeah. I also really enjoyed the preaching series and I enjoyed actually when you guys talked about being in the band too. That was really interesting. As somebody who's always wanted to be in like an actual band band, I found that really interesting. What do you guys, the conversations about the band. I think we have two more of those coming out. Oh, cool. Sweet. Because we talked way too much about that, more than anyone cared about. (laughs) I cared. (laughs) Well, that's good to know. There's two coming out for you. Yes, just me. Uh, my favorite was actually how you told the story. I actually was in the gym and I stopped and, and burst out laughing at the thought of it. It was kind of embarrassing and weird. But just when you were talking about how you had you had one song that you would play the gourd in it, but then between every song, Sam would just scream out from the audience, play the gourd, you know, and I just, I don't know why. That just got me, man. I just can't. Anyway. Yeah, it was, it was super obnoxious. <laughs> Wait, but oddly, got him. Got, it got him in the band. I don't know how that <laughs> okay. worked. He was the I most obnoxious noticed. fan. Most obnoxious fan. We decided to put him in the band just got, to shut him noticed. up. Like that's the power yeah. of his annoying. You know. You know what you should do. Find a band that you really love and just show up as a as a fan and start yelling something at the band. Eventually, they'll notice you and put you in it. 
Okay. I'm, sure that's how, I'm sure that's how Chris Martin got into Coldplay. Yeah, that's my absolutely. understanding. Yeah. The Edge, that's how The Edge got into you too. Absolutely. <laughs> Wait, I, I, I don't think I've listened to this episode, but I also have no idea what, what is a gourd. I thought a gourd was a vegetable. Yes. <laughs> that's what makes so it was, much sense to play it in the band. It was an African thumb piano made out of a gourd. Oh, so it was like it was dunk, 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 dunk. that's the sound that's the sound it made sounds incredible sounds no great. it was horrible <laughs> <laughs> okay. things that we do for our art it's beautiful. It's yeah. you know it, it was the, the first the first band the first iteration that i used to be I used to follow around was more of a it was like a have you ever seen spinal tap Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yes. a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. It was. Listen, it, our our experience in the band was <laughs> phenomenal in the fact that we got to do things mm. that we like. Our our talent level. You guys do video podcasts, so our talent level was here. Yeah. And our experience was here. We never should have done the majority of things that we did, and so it was like honestly, it was just a blessing and a surprise every day, pretty wow. much. Amazing. Okay, so for our listeners now who might not be aware of who you both are, um, amazingly, we what is that? What is what? Wow, is that possible? What dare you? (laughs) How dare you? Okay, I'm sorry, guys. Jesse and I were blessed because while in our time at Avondale College. We had both Tim and Sam on separate occasions come and speak for the um, Festival of Faith there. I don't know how it would have gone if you both came at the same time, but, you know. It would have been just like this. It It would have been a lot like this episode. But having you there was great. Like, yeah, meeting you both. And so, yeah. I have to share share a Sam story about at Avondale. So my then girlfriend, now wife, she was a keyboardist at... um, at one of the bands. I think it was just the only one that she'd been in when you were there, Sam. Anyway, I think you were preaching some sermon. It was very, it was an emotional point in the sermon. And there was a point at which, you know, the old, okay, I'll give you the signal. And then the keyboardist comes in and they play the twinkly music and get everybody really choked up about whatever it is that you're saying. At some point, Karina, I think she misinterpreted your signal and you, she came up behind and it was from behind so you'd had you didn't see her and she started playing and then you were just then I remember because I think at that point you got thrown off because it wasn't the right time so you just turned around and you said no not now and then Karina just like froze and she was (laughs) like I don't know what to do and then I think you continued on for another five, five minutes maybe. And then she didn't know what to do. So she just stood there like kind of frozen like a statue. Oh, no. <laughs> so funny. Oh, I, was, no. I was absolutely cracking myself up. And then you got to a point and you turned around and then you were just like, now. And then she just started playing and then you did. And it was really great. It was so funny. But then it turned into this beautiful, emotional, spiritual moment at the very end. It was fantastic. Would you please that, apologize that's so, that's so to Karina int- for that's, me, please? Uh, I am so sorry for that. That's rude. How that's so interesting. To- oh, here we go. Okay, let's hear let's I just want to say that it's... Listen, maybe that's not the first time that's happened. Maybe that happens to any musician he asks to come up and then decides he's going to preach, I don't know, for 45 more minutes Well, I'm... Doing the twinkling music, as you say. Um, and so to the point where I actually sit down on the stage 
because this this young <laughs> young very erudite young pastor will not stop talking. So yeah, there's a common theme. Apparently, he's done it on every continent on the planet at this point. Um, thank you, Tim. Tim's actually referring to a real to a real event where he actually came up and played. Um, as I like to quote, as I like to call it the soundtrack to the end of the sermon, mm. and um, I ended up I ended up going for probably longer than I should have, um, forty maybe fifty minutes. Um, it was wow. So thank you, Tim. Was, I want to thank you again for having done that. Um, I just think it's you. interesting that someone on the other side of the planet experiences the same sort of pain and embarrassment that I did. <laughs> yeah, but I never. But thank I, you. I, I think that may be the only time I turned to somebody and said, "No, not right now." So I feel horrible about that. I apologize. Oh, I'm pretty profusely. sure. I'm pretty sure you were you were very apologetic afterwards. So I I think any any extra apology would just be unnecessary at this point. So I think okay. I think you're good. I think okay. you're good. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on then. Let's move on. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So I blame. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, no, you cast your blame. Come on, let's do it. I was going to say, I blame everything on jet lag. Anytime I'm in Australia mm, for any reason, it's fair. if anything I say doesn't make sense, if I'm rude, whatever, yeah. uh, jet lag. It was probably the opening <laughs> night. It was probably, you know. It, probably, it was probably it. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. Okay, so what Tim do you guys, what do, you guys do? He's, he's <laughs> <laughs> with your time at the moment. <laughs> 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 what do you guys spend your time doing most of your time anyway oh yeah this was supposed to be the bio i'd like to point out that we're 25 minutes into this recording and now we're just saying hey uh introduce yourself tell us a little bit about yourself Gosh, that question sounds like what would you say you do with your life <laughs> And by the way, welcome to podcasting with Tim and Sam, Sam and Tim. There is never a schedule that we keep to. Apparently, we talked. We talked for one time for fifty minutes about Sam's vegetarianism. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I I do I do enjoy the um, the ham story, the subway ham story. That was particularly. Mm. I I understand that was particularly hilarious amongst your dear listeners as well. Apparently, apparently. Um, apparently that's what's memorable. It's not uh, Tim's um, incredible flourishes of wisdom and insight. Mm. People just come for the the pepperoni comedy. <laughs> Still, some of the best, one of the best lines I've ever heard you say: "The film of sin around my mouth." <laughs> just the best. Just, just the best. <laughs> that's why I love podcasting with you, Sam. For oh, things like Tim. that. Oh, Tim. Oh, love you too, bro. So I think the question was, what do we actually do? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Who, yeah. who the heck um, are you? Sam, go ahead. What do you do? Oh, you, you first. You, you, you. What you do is more important. <laughs> That's not true. I don't have the nice okay. camera. If I was more important, I would have a nice looking camera. <laughs> okay. Look. So <laughs> I, I oversee. In all seriousness, I oversee. Um spiritual care for Adventist Health, which is the West Coast um, branch of Adventist Healthcare in the US. Um, we, um, we operate 22 hospitals, 230 clinics um, in uh, three states. And my job wow. is to oversee the chaplaincy and some bereavement specialists, um, some social workers uh, that do spiritual care for, for our system. Um, yeah, wow. that's what I do. 
Nice. Oh, cool. Yeah, wow. Sounds like a big organization. Yeah. So um it's it's big, but it's um it's it's small and it's um you know, and it's we we think locally. Each of mm. our facilities is uh in a community that um is um it's uh, underserved. Let's just put it that way. So um, we're we're one of the most trusted uh, symbols and names in every community we are we're in. So wow. even though even though it's a large organization, you know, we think of it that way. Hmm. Yeah, very cool. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, and uh, Tim, um, I I am the lead pastor of Crosswalk Church in Redlands, California, and we have um, seven campuses all throughout the U.S. And um, yeah, that's pretty much what I do. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. So both of you guys, I guess would be, it's kind of like overseeing quite a lot of people in, in different spaces, which can have complications, right? <laughs> Especially during the current <laughs> season we're in. Hmm. Yeah. We, uh, we run, we run churches in different conferences and different unions, which I think may be the first time that's happened in the Seventh-day Adventist church, yeah. at least in the U S for sure. So that's yeah. kind of fascinating work. I don't. Yeah, I don't know that I've, I know of any other churches in the. Mm, no, maybe Southeast know, Asia, or yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty unprecedented. I feel like every time I say unprecedented, I shouldn't say that because everybody says unprecedented about everything all the time this year, apparently. But I think yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I think so. We planted two churches during uh, COVID in the last six months. We planted a church in Portland or <clears throat> Oregon, and also in. Uh, Denver, Colorado. Wow! So. Wow! Okay, you got to you got to tell us how do you plant a church during COVID season? Um, you find really <laughs> great people who are connecting online, and then you um you free them to plant a church, and so they're coalescing groups of people and building leadership teams during this time. And then the hope is, as soon as the restrictions um a bet a little bit in their area. They'll do a pop-up, we call them, which is like research R&D. So they begin to do pop-ups once a month for a while, and then they coalesce into a full-time, uh, fully functioning church. That is, everything is live except the preaching. The preaching comes from Redlands. And um, and it's funny because before COVID, everyone said, you can't plan churches that way. Nobody's going to want to watch church on video. And then COVID <laughs> happened. And while I'm not happy that it happened, it may have, uh, may have proved a point. For us, that people actually will watch church and maybe that's a way that some people prefer so it works it, it's worked in our favor in some respects i would say mm. yeah no, wow well, cool. interesting well let's like okay let's let's talk for a minute then like obviously COVID has, has all sorts of crazy effects uh but the church the specifically the seventh day adventist church has been kind of i don't know it feels like going through a lot over the past few years it's felt a little bit maybe turbulent, I don't know, <laughs> at times, like just some of the, you know, like uh, maybe like the division and like the different streams of thought coming out and the tension. Um, so I don't know, from from your perspective, because we mentioned this before we started recording, obviously like Jesse and I, younger pastors in ministry on the other side of the world, we see church one way. And if you guys listen a lot, you sort of hear a lot about what we think about things going on with the church. Um, but I think it would be interesting to hear it from two more seasoned pastors, been in a bit longer, more experiences to draw on, more wisdom uh, to share. So, yeah, I don't know. What are some of the things you guys are seeing at the moment at, with the state of the church? 
pretty broad question, but <laughs> so go ahead, Sam. Different. You know, you there's so much. Yeah, yeah there is. <laughs> I guess the big things you know that are really striking you at the moment. I, I think a couple things. I think um, one thing we've seen in North America with a lot of the um, you know the social and racial unrest is I think our our church has made has made some some steps in that area they've made some comments and they've made some statements that um i've been pretty impressed with when it comes to um identifying with with people of color and um recognizing the some inherent racist things that we need to deal with both as a country and as a church um i don't know that a lot's been being done i don't know that a lot's not being done um because we're all kind of hunkered down just trying to get through this time but um i've been impressed with some of the comments and statements that have come out so so that's been good um but you know i think everyone right now here in the u.s is trying to figure out how to do what we, what we kind of what we used to do as well as where the church is headed in the future because every county in the united states is different and we're all dealing with different kind of issues when it comes to it. I don't know. I'm not sure that answers your question necessarily, but Sam will probably clarify what I meant. No, that's not. This is Sam. Sam, Sam will know. <laughs> now decipher the words that I said. <laughs> the Holy Spirit sometimes interprets for. Go ahead. Sam will now comment on the essential truths I have just dropped on this. Um, look, no, here, here's what I will say. I'll say that... Um, it's not just church, Josh. I think it's, I think if we're paying attention, all of society is, um, is, is beginning to just fracture and move to one side or the other. And um, the loss of civility, the tenor of our discourse in every way, in every area, in politics and on social media and within families, everywhere is um, deteriorating. So, we're mirroring, the church is mirroring that uh, in a lot of ways. And um, I, I think, I, I don't find it surprising, you know, that, that everything we see happening outside is, we're, we're now reflecting it also. You know, it, 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 it could be that we were like that already and now we're just seeing the world be mm. sort of copying us. Who knows? Mm. <laughs> if I, Maybe, if I read yeah. some of our history, you know, from back back then, you know, people were not necessarily speaking to and about each other in the most kind Christ-like way. Um, they just do it with bigger megaphones nowadays. It's more amplified. <laughs> That's true. Um, so, so, but no, but having said that, I do think we're, we're in a period of uh, deep division. Um, we're, we're finding it harder to find common ground. Um, and the church is wrinkling and shrinking, as one author puts it, wrinkling and shrinking as a result. It, wow. When I say, by the way, when I say the church, I mean Church Inc., mm. right? Uh, yeah, Organization. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the church is is flourishing in places like Crosswalk. Mm. Like I, I, I can't tell you how um, empowering, soul filling, fulfilling, satisfying worshiping in cross a crosswalk has been so while while the empire of man is crumbling um the 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 kingdom of god is uh, alive and flourishing and advancing hmm. what what would you put that down to you asking me 
Oh, either of you. I'm, okay. I mean, I don't know. Did, does Tim have the same opinion? I mean, it'd probably be bad if he thought he wasn't flourishing and he did. <laughs> <laughs> but I, no, I'm just curious. No, I listen, um, I, I think that metaphor of empire of man, kingdom of God is really important. Mm. Um, and this is what we've been trying to trying to impress upon our congregation. And, I, you know, it doesn't always take, certainly. Um, like Sam said, the, the rhetoric of the day is pretty vitriolic. It's pretty full of rancor and malice as we said before and that's um and that's unfortunate and that's that's deeply deeply sad um and so what we've been trying to do is trying to show people a third way like there's a false binary that we certainly feel in our country well there's a binary that we feel i mm -hmm. believe it's a false binary um you know that that you're on one side or the other and that's the only options and unfortunately that's not i don't believe that to be the case um, because I think Christ always showed a third way. He was always smarter. He was always more interesting. He was always giving us a, an out, if you will. And I don't mean a cop out. He's giving us an out that says, no, there's a different way to do this. There's a different way to engage. Each side is trying to pull you into a trench. And as, as followers of Christ, and I think as particularly as Seventh-day Adventist followers of Christ, our job is to, is to stay out of either trench and be able to be able to to show something that is transcendent, right? Mm. I, I think that's I think that's what Christ is. Christ was able to show a transcendent way, a way that that elevated not only the conversation but the people involved in the conversation into a different place, not denying the realities that were there, but having the ability to having the ability to to lift up and transcend and elevate and and grow the kingdom even in the midst of so much struggle. And I think what we've tried to do at Crosswalk is seek out that other way as much as possible. And, um, and scripture does that for us. That's what's fascinating, man. After 25 years of preaching the Bible, I find something new every single day that I go to it. And I, and, and the sacred echo that is just deeply involved and invested in that. I mean, I wrote a series, I, I, I outlined a series in January before anything happened. And this week's sermon is so relevant today about the Magi coming to visit Jesus and going and seeing Herod. It is so incredibly relevant today that that can only be the work of the Holy Spirit working months and months ahead of time. And so I believe God is still active. God is still moving. And if, if those who profess a belief in Jesus Christ are willing to take that seriously, we can find our way through. Sorry, yes. got a little... Got a little preachy there. No, I'll yes, preach, pastor, preach. Mm. Yeah, do it. That's it's my good. pastor. No, I, I, you know what? I, I would say that the, the, exactly what Tim is describing is happening at Crosswalk. Every time I, I, I go there or I watch online or, um, what I see is the spirit of God at work. I see um, Tim um, doing expository preaching on a passage that he spent time with and. Um, and you know what I what I think about is that is that this whole thing doesn't belong to us anyway. That right. if we trust trust the words of Colossians 1, 1, 15, Jesus is above all things. He's the head of the church. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. when we honor Jesus, the church is not gonna. I mean, this thing's not gonna die. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. What if the if the, in the words of Jesus, the gates of hell will not prevail against it? What we've got to really pay attention is to is what will what what will actually what will the church look like? What may be dying is our version of it. Mm. Mm. Um, what we think of as church, but what's going to survive for good is 
whatever Jesus had in mind, the, the church to be. And I can't tell you how, um, yeah, how much, how much I love my, my church, uh, my local Aww. church and, yeah. and, uh, the difference it's making in lives all, all around us. I think for, for me, you want to know what the test for me is the test is my kids. I've got teenagers. Okay. Teenagers aren't, mm. they're, they're the most, they're difficult yeah, to please. Yeah. Um, so there was a moment when both my teenagers were worshiping at crosswalk about a year ago. And, um, I turned to see them, Tim, and I saw my daughter's hand up in the air, um, tear, tears in her eyes singing, uh, he reigns above it all. And, um, I saw Micah, you know, my, my son standing next to her. Um, she had one hand up in the air and the other one around him, you know, like, like almost to say, we're, we're bringing him along. We're going to do this. We're going to experience this together. Mm. And um, for me, that represents the church that I want in the future, the church alive, the church um, that my kids will want to belong to. And um, I, I, don't, I, don't really, I don't really care what's happening in Silver Spring. <laughs> <laughs> we allowed to say I care that? what's happening <laughs> on row four at Crosswalk with my family sitting. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I want everybody to feel like that with their local church. Do you know what I mean? Like I really do, but it's just not the reality for so many. And a lot of churches are quite affected by whatever's happening in Silver Spring. You know what I mean? Like there's a current picture of what church should like that's should be like that's sort of going around. And a lot of churches are, I don't know, maybe a bit stuck and struggling in this season. Mm. Um, I don't, and I don't know why, I don't know why I'm bringing that up, but I just feel like I want more people to experience that. And I, I want more people to have a church that they just love. Well, I, um, I actually, I did have a question along those lines. Um, yep. Cause you mentioned uh, Sam about the fact that certain things might have to die for us to be able to experience and see church the way that, uh, Jesus, what Jesus had in mind. So, I mean, to either of you, what what are some of the things that you're seeing now? Um, I mean, you talked about this false binary. I, yeah, we've all seen that in in one way or the other. I think there's very, very concrete, specific examples of that that all of us could bring to mind if we were forced to. Um, so, what what are some of those things apart from you know that that whole false binary idea, or maybe it all feeds in together that you think might need to die in order for the church to really flourish and experience the, 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 the Jesus way. Well, I can, I mean, I can speak to that from, from kind of what I've, what I think about in our denomination, which is um, I, I think, I think, I think we've got the directional, like our directional, like our GPS wrong. If that makes sense. Everything serves up. And that's not the way it's supposed to be. The way it's supposed to be is that everything serves down. The local church is the most important thing in our whole denomination. And everything serves to, to lift up, to elevate the local church. And, and unfortunately, we have a financial system that serves the opposite direction rather than serving down. 
We have pastors who feel like they work for a conference rather than work for the people. Um, because that's the reality of kind of how we live. And li like I said before we started, I, I should probably be a little bit careful because there are people that take exception to what I say when I'm on your podcast, apparently. Um, <laughs> Sorry, man. Well, it, comes back, it comes back to haunt me at times. So um, so I need to be careful about my Sam has no idea. If you will. I'll tell you later, huh. Sam. Um, okay, okay, but, okay, I can't wait. But, but I do think that what we've done is we've said, you know, the, even the people at the church, the money, everything, it serves up. And that's not true. It serves down. And I think that what we've been able to do, and Crosswalk is not the only answer by any means. It is a answer. And God's given us some, some blessing and some success in this time. Um, but, but I think what we've tried to do is make sure that we make it easy for the local church and for our other local churches as we plant them. We have, like I said, seven campuses now. Um, as we plant them, we try and serve down all the time because we exist as pastors. We exist for the people and the money, it exists for the ministry. That's exactly what it's for. And so they're like, once you understand the way the river flows, it's a lot easier to put your boat on it and, and, and go far, if that makes sense. Mm. Mm. Anything mm. from you, Sam? Oh, man. <laughs> Tim's being delicate. I, I'll just say it straight, straight up. We are, we are crippling the local church's ability to do ministry. The way we're set up right now, we are, our resources are, are being taken from the places that need them the most and they're flowing up to um, levels of organization where people who are disconnected from the work, the real work of the church um, are trying to dream up ways to spend the money that they have, that they have harvested from the, the, the places that, that the ministry is actually happening. So, so I think that, I think that that needs to die. I think our, our, um, we are addicted to our own brilliant organization that we we came up with and we devised and we and you know and and we've got wrapped and shrouded and marinated in policies that we think are actually you know that, that came down <laughs> along with the inspired word of god that um we, we need to just burn burn it burn them burn the haystack burn <laughs> yeah burn it man burn <laughs> it start from scratch and and build it with what Tim is saying the the local church in mind the local church focus the local church is is where everything happens I'll tell you this man there's a you want you want to know about when um when um my daughter her big aha moment was awesome 2015 in San Antonio uh, the uh, the what I oh, call yeah. the Dome of Doom <laughs> um, so. <laughs> We we <laughs> these things for if your listeners have no idea. Every five years we get together and we do this huge festival. We invite sixty thousand people, and it's just it's wacky. Yeah. So the, the 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 greatest thing that happens at these these gatherings is is the exhibit hall where thirty thousand mm. people live like the church. Even if you are on different ends of the spectrum, ideologically, theologically, whatever. If your booth is next to a person. You gotta get along, and, and and so we live. There's there's noise, there's happiness, there's joy in the exhibit hall, and then there's the the dome. <laughs> uh, the dome is where 
<laughs> the air is thick, heavy, <laughs> ugly. Um, you know, like the, anyway, yeah. so, so on the day of the, the big vote, when they were going to vote about the um, future of, of our, of, of whether we're going to be, whether we're going to recognize that God calls women to ministry and we should credential them uh, equally. Um, my daughter, who's at that time 15, says, hey, I want to go, I want to go to the dome to see the vote. I was like, this is a bad idea. <laughs> you don't want to, you don't want to do that. And she said, no, I really want to. My friend and I are going to go. And I was like, oh, okay. So everything I have protected her from and shielded her from, and, you know, it was all going to come undone. I knew it. So, wow. and it did, it happened. She saw, she saw us at our worst. Mm. She saw the, the, the worst mm. behavior, the worst things said into a microphone. It was just ugly, 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 ugly. And after the vote, then, you know, I, I actually have a picture of her and her friend hugging and weeping into each other's arms. Oh, oh my goodness. Um, oh. Yeah, it, it was, um, it was incredibly difficult. So, you know, the next day we're driving home. We had to, we drove from San Antonio to Riverside where we live. It's a two and a half day drive. Oh, and wow. on that drive, the church died for her. The church died that night. But the church also was resurrected. And I'll tell you how. It was like a, it was like a, like a death that had to happen in order for a resurrection to happen. And the resurrection that happened is that she was driving home to her church to her real church, a church on the corner where, where she has attended all her life, where she has connections, where, where a woman pastors, where a conference president is a woman, where she's seen leaders, you know, local leaders rise, not because of the, they have the right gender, but because they're, they're anointed by God to do that work. And, and so we will never, she will never recover the sense of church, global church mm. organ. Like that to her will never be as important ever again as, um, as her local, the local expression of her church. And I'll tell you right now, she's a, she's, um, um, she attends Crosswalk in Chattanooga um, and she loves it. She's invested. She plays music there. Um, look guys, this is, this is, this is, I, I think, I think we are, we're already, in a season where God is showing us what's next. Mm. We just have to acknowledge it. Mm. We just have to begin to, to acknowledge it and live into it. And, um, and when we have opportunities to do so, we, we work with the organization and what is given us. Uh, and when, when that becomes the obstacle, we burn it. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. No, but you know, I I want to say just to piggyback on that. Um, you know, I, I don't think I don't think the idea is to vilify the organization because <clears throat> with you know with planning churches and other conferences and other unions like all across the division, I've been able to interact with people who are just so deeply invested and want to see local churches thrive. Right? They want they recognize this, but they also have bought into the hierarchy that it needs to work this way. Mm. And I, I just wonder if it needs to work this way. If we, we've been talking about a streamline forever, uh, you know, in, in the whole world of Seventh-day Adventism. And it, it seems like this is a pretty good moment when, when geography doesn't matter as much to say, okay, let's, let's maybe streamline this. Let's shut some things mm-hmm. down. Let's, let's begin to change the way that we, the way that we think about our organization 
um, because there's so many incredible people that have been caught up in, in this idea of the stratification that we need to be effective in ministry. And I think what we're finding is, you know, um, at least through this time in North America, what we're finding is we don't need, all, we all, like we all went home. We all went home and started to work and realized, wow, all that brick and mortar is maybe superfluous to the work that we're actually being called to do. I need a cell phone, you know, that has a Wi-Fi connection. I need a laptop and I can get stuff done. So maybe we can stop investing in, in brick and mortar and things of this world. And we can start in, you know, start really investing this God given money and this money that people give to God to, rather than maintain a structure to catalyze a movement, mm. which mm-hmm. I think is what we've always wanted to be. Yeah. Well, nobody's right? inspired by, oh, I'm going to give my tithe so that it can go up the chain so that it can go into all the different budget buckets. They People want to give to something they can actually see that makes a difference in people's lives, right? You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I hey, think this so, is why, I mean, you see like Bible Project online, for example, so many of their listeners are Patreons, like they give to it because they can see the direct product of what they're getting. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like they're just mm-hmm. so engaged and want the message to go out and so value the medium so much that so many people are just, yeah, I don't know, hyper engaged with it. Sorry, what were you saying, Sam? No, 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 that's good. That's actually, that's actually a great example. I love, I love the Bible Project. Me too. Yeah, we oh, talk about so, it all the time. So good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Tim Tim's right. We we also, I think I think the new the new opportunity that we have now is to figure out what actually connects us, what is actually what actually connects us to each other. Um, yeah, is it is it ge- geographical? You know, organizations, is it regional, um, is it uh, ideolo- ideological alignments? Is it a theological? I mean, what what is actually what is actually the thing that makes mm. us that connects us to each other? Um, also, finally, I want to say, like, um, I love I love vilifying the, the structure until someone asks me if you were conference president for a day, what would you do? <laughs> yeah, that's when I freeze. I'm like, I, I don't, I have no idea. I just, I love being, I love being the opposition, the contrary. <laughs> um, but um, look, I do. Here, here's a here's a word on that. I do think we need oversight. I mean, no. We need accountability. Mm. We need somebody yeah. to hold us accountable to to the, the the goals that we set and the communal goals. We need someone to um, to to have some kind of oversight over theology. We, we I, I get that. We need that. I just don't know that we're organized around those values right now. I think we're just organized around maintaining, mm. maintaining, yeah. maintaining organization. There's not. There's like no like the missional fervor is is. Um, yeah, is is it, at least here in in our in our region isn't isn't there. Um, it feels more like a like a management company with mm. good people managing it, mm. um, but not not a there's no urgency mm. that the sense that if we don't do it, if we're not the generation that you know that inspires, for example, young people to choose ministry the best and the brightest and the, you know, like you guys, if we're not yeah. the ones who plant new churches that are actually expressions that make sense in their communities, if we're not the ones like there's that, there's, there's no one thinking, I don't care if I get elected at the next session, 
I'm going to make the right decisions now <laughs> yeah. for, for the sake of the people who will be around in three or four sessions from now. Yeah. That's like, you know, wouldn't that be well, nice? I, listen, I sit on a committee in the North American division um, that, that seeks to hire 2,500 new young pastors in the next five years. I think, I think that's what it is. Wow. Um, yeah. It's a hugely um, optimistic goal. And we're not graduating that many in North America from our colleges in North America. There's, there's, I don't know how this is going to happen, but, but there's a lot of people invested in wanting to see, and there's a recognition. I will say this, at least in North America, there's a recognition that we're in trouble, that, that the, that the rate of retirement is so much greater than the rate of, of investment into pastoral ministry that we will simply not have the, the human power the you know, the human assets to continue this work. And I think, I, I don't know that it's the same across the world, but I know that in North America, there's a, we're at a, we're at a kind of make or break at moment. It's kind of like climate change, right? Mm. You get to a point where you're like, if we don't make some changes now, we just won't be here anymore like the extinction of the seventh day Adventist church is always one generation away i mean mm. that's all of christianity as well right yeah if our children don't invest if our children don't believe but um we've got work to do man we've got mm. so much work to do it's incredible but but our church people have work to do too in that conversation it was fascinating some guy was like well church people will he didn't say this i'm going to paraphrase but it was kind of like well church people will always be horrible to our pastors i'm tired of talking about that and i was like whoa wait wait a second maybe we're, like we're that's the given that's not oh that's not maybe okay because you know what that's the inverse as yeah. well right if yeah. if if you know if if we don't understand how we serve and our church people don't understand that their job is also to serve down, mm. right? Their job is also to serve down. Their job is to do evangelism. Their job is yeah. to do outreach. Their job is to do compassion and mercy and justice. If, if our people don't understand that either, then our churches are functioning just like our organization. And then that is a, that, why would anyone take that job? Why would a 22 year old yeah. coming into the work, Go like, oh, it's going to be this bad for 40 years? I'd really love to do this. Like, like we've got to be yeah. better than that all, yeah. all across the board. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I'm feeling very thought-provoked by this. But I think there's a particular thing where the church, the church, like the Church Inc., is really striving in some parts of the world and doing really well, but then in other parts of the world, it's just like, yeah, I don't know. It's like grinding to a halt. And I think we have this whole thing where we're all trying to be unified or whatever and make everybody think the same way, but it's just not. And I think the more we try and push that as, as a global church organization, the more it's kind of creating these divides. Like, you know, Sam, what you shared about with your daughter and how brokenhearted she was about that vote that went through and what she saw at the time. But for others, they would have been like, "Woo, we did it!" You know, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, you guys need to shut up now because we've won, and this is the trajectory we're going on. So, just have to deal with it. You know. the The irony in that was that the proposal wasn't that we move together, yeah, as a global church towards the yeah. same, you know, affirming of of, uh, of women in ministry. It was just, hey, we found we found a pretty big difference 
that that we we've got to allow some regions to go on their own, um, not just because hey it's illegal in some in some some of our territories to discriminate this way, but also because we're convicted by the spirit. Mm. Um, it, it wasn't like a it wasn't it wasn't a region imposing its will on the rest of the world. It was a a region saying we want we are faithful Adventists, but we got to go this direction, you guys. Mm. Um, it's okay. We we can do that, and I think that was a test case for future problems in the church. Can't are we are we broad-minded, mature enough? Do we trust Jesus enough to keep leading us um, while allowing some of our brothers and sisters in different regions of the world to um, to do ministry the way that that God is convicting them to do, to to do ministry? So um, that that was a. So, so the more, so the more, so the, I don't know if you're asking this, but the question is, is it possible for a global church to, to, is it possible for us to flourish together as a global church committed to these narrow interpretations of some of these things? Mm -hmm. Um, And my answer to that is no. Um, We are de facto already functioning in a lot of ways as kind of kind of different denominations yep. too much tim no <laughs> too much? I mean, um I mean, you don't work you don't work for the church proper anymore you you work for a different um, ink so there may be some safety in that <laughs> <laughs> no but it's true. i do you know it, it, um, my, i still get my credentials do. And, and my employment right. is dependent on me having credentials from the denominations. So, yeah, yeah. No, and, so and don't, listen. So don't don't release this in the U.S. People here okay. have right. people here have access. That's fine. No, 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 no. We can just nobody in the U.S. will see this. It's okay. Canada and no, Mexico, so, yes, but U.S. no. It's oh, good that they oh, uh, it stops. Podca- podcasts are not global by any means. That's not how that's not how the internet works. Just how the internet just turn it off. We'll have turn a, it off. We'll have a Can't chat with AT and T and Comcast, and we'll get something sorted. Okay, well, thank no. you, thank you for that, <laughs> Sam. Sam, but but to your point, listen, that that's the problem, right? The problem is again this this false narrative that we're given that first of all, the Holy Spirit only works in one way for mm-hmm. one group of people or for one 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 thought process. That the Holy Spirit's alive and active in everyone's heart. Um, if, if we're listening, that doesn't mean we'll all end up at the same destination while we're here on earth. Um, I think, I think Sam, you said something, can we be mature enough? And, and that's the hard part, right? Spiritual maturity has a tendency to, to be broad. When, as you grow in your spiritual maturity, you begin to go, hey, that's maybe not for me, but I understand where you're finding value in that. I probably am not going to go there and that's okay. Um, there's, my concern is for the dumbing down of our layperson mm-hmm. being fed. And, and this is fascinating to me, right? I'm a local church pastor. Um, for the last five years, I've been preaching out of scripture exclusively. Like you, you come to my church. It's not even, I'm not a good preacher. I, I literally stand up and go, hey, turn your Bibles to this. And we start 
we jump into the word. It's that simple. And um, I don't have good stories. I don't have good illustrations. We just talk about scripture. And I'm going through Romans. We did 29 weeks in Romans a couple of years ago. That's ridiculous wow. amount of time to be in. <laughs> we did every word of Romans. And wow. I had I had pastors who were coming to me who had pastored for 45 years saying, I've never studied the book of Romans this way. What we've done is we have decided that we will we will chew the food for the people and and then spit it out of our mouths and give it to them in their in their wide open mouth. That's a this is getting <laughs> disgusting. That's a disgusting this analogy. Continue. <laughs> I, I think I think in that analogy I started off as a bird. I just never mentioned it. Yeah, you did. I think he, you did. But it, it, I'm pretty but sure they did that. Then I saw people homes. with their mouths went, open. Yeah, it went a weird way. <laughs> spitting into them. That's I'm kind of scared. That's, yeah, yes. it's horrible. Anyway, yeah. the point being, um, what we've done is we've we've allowed our doctrines to do our believing for us, and right. we've allowed our pastors to do our thinking for us, and we've allowed our administrators to then, uh, you know, our pastors have allowed our administrators to say, well, what is what am I supposed to say? Like, mm. get, I, after six years of preaching nothing but scripture, I am more and more convicted that that first of all, the Holy Spirit works. Second of all, the Holy Spirit will bring us to an understanding through Scripture if we are serious about it, if we if we submit to God in prayer as we study Scripture. And thirdly, I believe that Adventists don't know Scripture the way they think they do. Yeah. yeah. And and this may be me going too far, but what we are is doctrinalists, not scripturalists. We say yeah. we're people of the book, but we're people of the doctrine, and we use the book to affirm our doctrine. Now, that's Whoa. great. There's nothing wrong with that. But when we're exclusively that, what ends up happening is that we know our Bible in a particular way, and that's not necessarily the way that the Bible was written. And so we're missing a lot. And so my, my, you know, I, what, my declaration, I suppose, is that I want my people to be in Scripture and know it super well. So what we do is I write a... I write a series guide and I write every single day, at least 400 words exegeting the scripture that we're going to be studying that week. I don't know that that many people read it, but I want that resource to be available to them so that they can study scripture in a way that they haven't. Thank you, Sam. I appreciate you saying that. (laughs) I don't know if that's true, but I appreciate you saying that. Um, I'm not not every day, Tim, but sometimes I (laughs) binge. I write it for every day. Every week. Okay, no, well, you do you, you do you. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> However, is, you got to get okay. the information. But, but the, the point being, um, we have a lot to learn in scripture. Yeah. I've been studying it for 25 years. I'm nowhere close. And so we have to be driving our, our congregations into the word, not to use it like a dagger, mm-hmm. but, but to know the, to know the whole counsel of scripture. Mm. If we can say that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so, so when we know Paul, we know Paul, when we know the gospels, we know the gospels When we know old Testament, we know old Testament and, and we know it. We don't just pretend to know it to prove a point, but we know it. It stands alone. Right. Yeah. It, we don't need, we don't need to prop it up with words that we've said, let it speak and let it grow the maturity in our people and in our organization and I think in that way, like we can have dissenting ideas and, and not think that the end is coming, right? Because for, for all of her history, people have not 100% agreed. The disciples did not agree, you know, on, yeah. mm-hmm. on even what happened when Jesus was there. <laughs> As they're walking down the road, they're walking down, arguing, going, what? I'm not sure. And then Jesus shows up and goes, oh. 
I can help, yeah. mm. you know? Yeah. And I, th- I think that we've got to give that to people, but we've got to assume that they are willing to do the hard work of stepping into scripture, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing that man, I really, I, sorry, you go. No, Jesse, it's your podcast, man. You, you get to go. <laughs> All right. I will then. Okay. Thank, <laughs> thank you, Sam. No. <laughs> um, no, I was just going to say, I no, I just so resonate with that. I don't know how many times, you know, you have, especially a young person, but I've been surprised even people who are, you know, my senior by 10, 20, 30 years asking me, Jesse, what do we believe on this point? What are we, what, what am I supposed to believe? And, 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 you know, initially I'll be like, okay, well, fundamental number 17, it says blah, 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 blah. But then after a while, I just began to think, why are you asking that question? Why, why are you asking me what we should believe or what I should believe to be able to call myself an orthodox, you know, true Bible-believing Seventh-day Adventist? It just So every time I hear that question now, I think that is just so, it's the most messed up question in the world. It's, it's, it, it's, like, it's, like, it's like, okay, I'm in a cult, but I'm also not in a cult. So just tell me what I need to know so that I can make sure that I'm good with all the other cult members because I need to make sure I get this right. Because if I don't get it right, the implication is like, well, something terrible yeah. is going to happen. You know? Um, yeah. 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 I, I think a huge, I think a huge, um, a huge piece of armory in our arsenal as pastors is the words, I don't know. We don't like to say that. Right? We don't like to say that because we're supposed to know. But man, there's way more in scripture that I don't know than I do know. And the humility that, that those words, I don't know, brings also opens up conversations to help people grow. Mm. And that's really important. So when someone comes to me and says, what do we believe? I'm like, I have no idea what you believe. And in fact, I'm not 100% sure what I believe on that. I know what I believed 10 years ago, and it's kind of changed since then, which is kind of fascinating that the Holy Spirit's led me in a different direction. So maybe we can study that and find out what mm. you believe, and I can find out what I believe, and we can find out where God leads us in mm. this conversation. Mm. And this is, this is the beauty of Seventh-day Adventism. We're non-credal. So we didn't say, we don't believe that God spoke we believe that God speaks. Yes. Mm. Yes. And and man, that keeps me in this church. Honest to God. It, yes, Tim. No, keep going. Keep going. You were on. No, you were on to something. That's, 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 that's it. That, that's that it. is that is that is so good. Um, we're non-credal, but I don't. I bet you. I bet you lots of Adventists don't realize that. I bet you lots mm. of Adventists um, believe that we are, and this is why. It's so it's so subtle. When we say uh, fundamental beliefs, it's actually not accurate. It's actually statements of fundamental mm. belief, mm-hmm. which means that we have made a commitment to that list growing or shrinking, depending on where the Spirit is leading us uh, together as a people. So we're not a credo. And, and by the way, we also believe in in um, in 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 a in a specific kind of revelation, which is inspiration, and not 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 word inspiration, right? We don't believe in that. Uh, we believe in we believe in thought inspiration. Is that real context inspiration? So, um, I, I think our people don't know scripture that way. They they study it from a from a broken hermeneutic that um, 
leaves them with these, these dead ends they don't know what to do with. So I think that's part of our work as pastors. And by the way, I actually think, Jesse, mm. that what I was going to say is that um, what an incredible responsibility and trust God has put. When someone, like when you were saying someone comes to you and says, hey, what do, I don't know what I believe. That is the Holy Spirit window giving us an opportunity not to say, this is what you believe, but instead to say, here's the questions you should be asking. Mm. Here's, how, here's how you arrive at, you, you're, asking, you're asking me a question. I'm going to be a supportive cast member. <laughs> <laughs> you're asked, you asked it in the right environment, in a well-lit place with people who know you and love you, um, who respect you and want and have your, your best intentions in mind. I'm going to teach you how to find the answer and how to ask good questions that will lead to a, to a mature and, and, and um, strong faith. Um, that's not what we do, though. We've trained ourselves to say, okay, turn to, turn to page 147, <laughs> paragraph three, read the fourth sentence, <laughs> wrench it violently out of context, <laughs> and then you have the answer <laughs> that you're, you're seeking. Uh, Hey, one last thing what I was thinking about. You know what else? Um, I, I just don't think we trust each other. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Amen. Amen. That's going to be one reason why globally we're going to struggle to be on a, a global organization. It's just, there's, there's just no trust. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's, if that's I really huge. trust the spirits working in your heart and your life, then I'm going to do my best to find ways to support what you're doing and to find the bridges that God has built between us instead of all the obstacles. But if I don't trust you and I see you as the, as the contaminant or the, the thing that's keeping us from becoming the real pure people of God, then there, there's no way to unity in that. There's, you know. But that's, you know what, Sam, that, that is, and, and this is what I fear. And I fear that Adventism has, has succumbed to some of this kind of thought is the idea of it, it's fundamentalism, yeah. right? It's fundamentalistic thought. And so, and this, I mean, this is the scourge of, of faith. Anybody who, who claims faith when they become a fundamentalist, it's, you know, God agrees with me. Therefore God doesn't agree with you. Therefore you're evil. And, and like, it's, it's as we, as we've been struggling with a lot of stuff that's going on in the United States, um, I was reading an interesting book and it basically said, you know, people of faith have a tendency to believe that what they believe is righteous, right? Their worldview, their ideology mm. is righteous. Well, there's a converse to that. That means that if you don't believe it, then you're not righteous, which actually means you're evil mm. in some respects. And that's why it's really easy to vilify other people. And, and we have a strain of fundamentalism within Seventh-day Adventism that if not checked, and by the way, the way you check fundamentalism is by really good education, mm. by a really broad-based, open, like not afraid to take on lots of different viewpoint kind of education, which Adventism has done so well for so long. When, mm. we, when we supersede that, when we circumvent that, I should say, when we do that, we create a group of people that are so fundamentalistic, I don't know if that's a word, are so fundamental in the way that they think that A, they believe God agrees with them, and B, the people who don't agree with them are not of God anymore. And mm-hmm. therefore, I mean, it's a really, 
it like it's the diving board is not very long to jump off the edge of then we can do whatever we want with them. Yeah. We no longer have to yeah. treat them as human beings that are loved by God because they are in direct opposition to what God wants. Yeah. It's really, uh, I mean, it's a really short little journey that mm. people are willing yeah. to take. And when, when people within a denomination decide to take that, what it means is that after a while, we don't have fellowship together. We don't do communion together. We, we separate our churches. We separate our ideologies. We, we come up with systems that, that oppress. We come up with systems that, that um, you know, marginalize. And we say that that's the will of God. And man, I just don't think that our invitation list to the kingdom of God should be shorter than God's. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Wow. I hear I hear a baby crying. Yeah, that's uh, it's that's mine. I, I mean, it's pretty obvious, but yeah, it's it's mine. <laughs> that's probably it's a good cue for, for, for I hear for a me. newborn. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's tired. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh probably a good cue for us to to start wrapping up. But I just want to really say I appreciate um I appreciate yeah. what what we've been sharing today and a lot of the thoughts. It's been a lot of um gems of wisdom dropped through this podcast by um sam and, sam and tim tim and sam um so thank you both i really appreciate it um yeah and uh, i don't any 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 last any last any last words uh, you know any any final <laughs> thoughts you just want to that we didn't get to chat about that you just want to throw in before we finish um, I, I'd like to enlist your help on to learn how to do podcasting. I feel like you guys are pretty good at it. And Sam and I have, have as we've dipped our toes in the water of the, the internet podcasting um, world, uh, we clearly don't know what we're doing. Um, we'll just, we'll just so, teach you everything that Ryan Becker taught us. So it'll just continue the chain of expertise. I actually, I, I would like to um, formally invite you to be guests on our show, which is a, oh, this could really catapult you into, yeah. I mean, there's no yeah. telling where this will go now. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know if you know this, but we have made the careers of many, mm. many, yeah. many a person that you've never heard of. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> 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 Listen, I, in all seriousness, I, I do want to say this in closing. Um, you guys are, um, you guys are the thing that give people like Tim and I hope. Now we've joked about how our experience, and it just means that we're older, and <laughs> we do spend some time, some days, um, concerned about the future in whose hands we're living our living our beloved um church and and when we see what the what pe people like you are doing we're encouraged i'm encouraged yep. and um i pray you stay strong mm -hmm. and that god gives you stamina and courage to keep burning all the obstacles to jesus keep doing it guys that's right, right. thank you thank no, you you, you inspire us and we aspire to be like you so. <laughs> okay that this has become way too complimentary and <laughs> deep and no <laughs> i mean Thanks. we still don't Thank know you. where you live yeah <laughs> like we're not I, I my understanding of new zealand is that it's a magical country that mm. doesn't actually exist on the planet so yeah, yeah. good on you for getting there thank you thanks Thank you. yes it's yeah. nice living yes. in a hobbit hole it's good i i legitimately <laughs> yes. live just down the road from yes. where the hobbits 
Hobbits live. You do? Yeah. That's the dream. That's the dream. Um, you not even joking. Yeah, yeah, which yeah, I like serious. So that you know, that's uh, I have probably drunk, not helping uh, the stereotype of New Zealand at all. One of my fondest <laughs> memories is drinking a, a ginger ale in the Green Dragon Inn. It's it's a one. It's a magical place, truly. <laughs> mm. so, <laughs> someday, someday, Sam. Someday we'll get. Someday, right. man. Someday. Sorry. Yes, someday. One day. I can't wait to have you guys here. Anyway, awesome. Well, this has been great. Thank you so much, guys. I've loved this episode. Um, Hey, and everybody listening, we'd love to hear your feedback. Um, You can get in contact with us. The best place to go for all things Burn the Haystack is, of course, burnthehaystack.org. Find links to all our social media and email and all that good stuff. Jesse? Buy the merch, subscribe to the podcast, uh, leave us a rating or review, all that good stuff. Uh, Sam, Tim, where do people go when they want to listen to your podcast, connect with your <laughs> ministry, see all the wonderful things that you're doing in the world? <laughs> Tim, so, where do people so, go? <laughs> um, if you want to check out Crosswalk Church, you can go to www.crosswalk village.com and um, check out all the things that we're doing there. Go check out our campuses and that sort of thing. Um, if you want to listen to Sam and Tim, Tim and Sam, or is it Tim and Sam, Tim and Tim? I don't know. Um, so confused. That's on Apple Podcasts, I think. I don't really know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know either. Google it. Yeah. Right. Use the Google. And uh, we have we don't have merch. Sam, That we need to get into that game, man. Get Come on, man. We need merch? to get into we the get... merchandise game. Yeah. We've literally made dozens of dollars on our merch <laughs> wow. sales. Yeah. That's, yeah. So, that's so far ahead. That's been, yeah. I mean. You've monetized. You've monetized. That's why. Sponsor? We've been trying to do that. Yeah. Hey, do you guys? We do. This whole season is actually sponsored by Avondale College. What? Oh, oh what? Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's real? Uh, hey, we got to do that. We yeah, got yeah. to do that. We got to figure out who's going to sell it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you yeah, guys have yeah, what? Yeah. Covert co- coffee? Is that it? COVID? No, it's not COVID coffee. It's COVID covert coffee. It's covert. It's not co- COVID. Covert coffee. <laughs> covert no, coffee. No, I, I don't know how a sponsorship works. I pay him to give me coffee and I talk about him on, <laughs> yeah, okay. on the podcast. Is that how a sponsorship works? I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. In a nutshell. We need to make that money. We need to make that cheddar. We are not doing this right, Sam. I've been telling you for, for months now. So, have, someone is benefiting for free, Tim, and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. People need to. I mean, I don't know if you know this. To, people have been paying me cash just directly. They've been dropping it off in the house. Has that not been <laughs> happening with yeah. you? So weird. No, no. I, I've had the Brinks uh, trucks pulling up and backing up the gold bullion bars to my garage. So, well, and I'm I'm assuming that's going to happen with these guys because we will just we will launch this podcast of theirs. This yep. this burn the burn the burning haystacks, burning mm. burning stacks of of, of stratosphere. Hay. I do want to say I do want to say that when I have had haystacks in your countries in Australia or New Zealand, it, you guys do it wrong. You do whoa, it. Whoa, you can't what? even call it a haystack. Nah, that's yeah. yeah I hereby, okay, wait, wait, I hereby wait. call you out on this. Now, that's true. what you guys do there is a weird, mushy salad of food <laughs> with no spice. It's, it's not a haystack. What's the difference? It's not a you, you make a Mexican-esque salad. They make <laughs> mulch. They make mulch. <laughs> is what they make. Whoa, these are heavy words, guys. Come on. <laughs> 
Listen, you guys are really a just, long ways away from us. We can say we just, a lot before you get to us. <laughs> Clearly. I just want to leave this podcast with a feeling of uh, yeah. collegiality. And yeah, yeah. That's how we chose to no, do it. No, the feeling is mutual. Seriously, what you guys do is really great. I've, I've really oh. enjoyed listening to you guys over the, over the years that you've been doing this. Um, so anyway, thank you for having us on. That was so cool. We are, we are super blessed. Love it. Honored, cool. honored guys. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. No, it's, thank you. it's awesome. And we'll have to get you back sometime to find out the constructive criticism all of Australia and New Zealand apparently needs to yeah. find out how to do haystacks correctly. Yeah. Uh, but until that day, dear That's listeners, we love you all. <laughs> Stay beautiful. That is Josh, Jesse, Sam, and Tim. Tim and Sam out. <laughs>